0: Good morning. It's December 20th. It is a bright and dazzling cold morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The warm orange glow of the Icelandic volcano was shining up from the front page of the New York Times all the way down on the floor of the vestibule as soon as I opened the apartment door this morning. The photo of billowing fiery clouds anchors a layout full of news in a busy, busy paper. So busy that the news that the Colorado Supreme Court had deemed Donald Trump ineligible for the Republican primary ballot in that state under the 14th Amendment ban on insurrectionists holding office did not even make it above the fold. The 4 3 majority of the Colorado court partly reversed and partly upheld the reasoning of the lower court judge who had kept Trump on the ballot in a decision that had mostly seemed crafted to prevent that judge from being murdered by a Trump supporter, accepting and endorsing the lower court's finding that Trump had certainly engaged in insurrection and rejecting the extremely tortured linguistic analysis under which the judge had determined that the President of the United States was not an officer of the United States under the text of the amendment. In the upper right column of page 1, at the top, in an imitation of the contours of the geopolitical crisis itself, the spot usually held down by Gaza coverage moves to the Red Sea and the Houthi rebels who are attacking shipping there as their contribution to the post-October 7th destabilization of the region. Companies with ships full of cargo to move, including the oil tankers of BP, are avoiding the Suez Canal now. The price of oil is up 8%, and, a sidebar explains, the United States is convening a multinational military task force under the name Prosperity Guardian. The left-hand top of page one devotes two columns to the fact that the Republican primaries are continuing along the same lines as they've been going, under which, as the headline puts it, many voters see criminality but support Trump anyway. Overall, the story reports, 58% of voters nationwide believe Mr. Trump committed serious federal crimes. Also, the share of Republicans and Republican-leaning independents who believe he engaged in criminality rose to 27% from 17% in July. Mr. Trump, the story says, is leading not only because he dominates among the large share of Republicans who see him as innocent, but also because he is winning one in three Republican voters who think he engaged in serious criminality. In the Times' long-running, unbroken effort to empathize as perfunctorily as possible with Trump supporters... The first live quote in the article comes from an 81-year-old retired airline worker in Phoenix who does not appear to be within that newsworthy 27% of Republicans who think Trump did commit crimes, but is just mad that people are picking on his guy. Inside the paper, a congressional memo piece on page A16 delivers what probably could have been a running theme of coverage well before today, noting that the Republican-controlled House of Representatives has only passed 27 laws all year in the course of holding 724 votes, The Times writes that is more voting and less lawmaking than at any other time in the last decade, according to an analysis by the Bipartisan Policy Center. The piece goes on to say this year was grossly unproductive, even by the lower standards of what's possible in divided government, and after taking into account the reality that not all bills are created equal. In 2013, for example, when Republicans controlled the House and Democrats controlled the Senate, as they do today, the House passed 72 bills that were signed into law. The story does note that the House successfully passed the 250th anniversary of the United States Marine Corps Commemorative Coin Act and the Duck Stamp Modernization Act of 2023. The adjacent story on the page notes that the proposed military aid to Ukraine will not be one of the things passed in 2023, as the attempt to make a deal trading border crackdown measures for Ukrainian funding got punted into the new year. And elsewhere in today's news, Reuters is reporting that tens of thousands of Tesla owners have had their cars' suspension or steering systems break on them, often in brand new cars sometimes bottoming out the vehicles, sometimes throwing off a wheel in the middle of highway traffic. Tesla's response to all of this has been to cover it up and to tell the owners that it's their fault that key structural components of their brand new cars broke like twigs under normal use. According to the Bloomberg Billionaires' leaderboard, Elon Musk's net worth currently stands at $231 billion, up $93.9 billion this year. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.